Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. All righty. Hey folks, David Molnar here, your photography mentor. Welcome to episode two of the Your Photography Mentor podcast. I'm here with my dear friend, Rich Coleman. How are you doing today, Rich? Hello, hello. I'm doing splendid, or swell. Swell and splendid, both. That's awesome. How are you? I, I'm doing fantastic. I've got my second cup of coffee, so I don't feel like I'm fully responsible for anything I say until I finish this second cup of coffee. So, working on it. What, what number are you on? Um, this is definitely number three. But I'm on a no sugar thing, which sucks. So coffee without mm. sugar isn't my favorite. So I'm just using it as like a slap in the face. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. You know, it's interesting. I thought this is a total tangent, but I thought that I thought I was super addicted to coffee. But then I realized I once I dropped sugar that I was really actually addicted to sugar. You know, and that's why I was craving coffee so much because I was craving the like copious amounts of sugar that I would pour in there. You know. Well, now I'm here. I'm your sugar baby. <laughs> You're my sugar daddy. Um, you know, it's funny because like photography and coffee, I feel like, and, and just art in general, I feel like there's such a, um, you know, there's such an interconnected thing. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like it seems like most photographers like coffee. You think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I actually switched to tea and I'm loving it. I'm drinking tea all the time now. Is that what you're drinking right there? No, this is coffee, so ignore it. I'm a liar, blasphemer, but <laughs> I, like, wow, I, okay. I am consuming consuming more tea. <laughs> okay, I'm tracking with you. Well, Rich, I have a question for you. Um, did you hear about the Italian chef who died? I did not. Yeah, he passed away. Homemade passed away. Nice, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, hey, I, another question for you. Uh, what do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. In, or yes, impasta. Just an impasta. Okay, there we go. All right, all right. We're done. Dad, dad jokes. Are, well, I can't promise they're done, but you know, we're 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 done at the moment. For the um, moment. For for the moment. That's right. So, man, podcasting. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. So far, so good. My shirt's still on, so this is still PG-13 for the moment. We'll see where the day takes us. No explicit ratings on iTunes yet. We're working on it. Well, I say that. I say that because we're live. Like, usually when it's just me and you on audio, I'm completely nude. So right. the fact that we're on camera, I put a shirt on today. But right. I won't stand up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. S same thing. Just for the record, you know, fully clothed. Fully clothed. You know, personally. See, I, I, can't, I can't do that. But I am wearing my blue shirt, you know. Um, I, thought that, I thought I'd switch it up today and wear a blue shirt. You thought you'd switch it up and wear a black shirt. So... That's awesome. Well, hey, we are talking today about a subject that I think is, you know, is, is going to be needed for photographers or aspiring photographers to hear. And um, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Should we, should, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to be talking about when can you call yourself a photographer? Slash, when are you allowed to? Slash, when should you have the confidence to say... Mm. I'm blank. I'm a photographer. Mm. Yeah. I'm David freaking I, Monar, photographer. <laughs> I'm Rich freaking Coleman, photographer. So question for you. Um, so many of our 
students have felt what you and I have felt. And when I say that, I mean like we've all felt like a fake. I, well, I can't speak for you, but I've personally felt like a fake, like an imposter. Like, who am I to be here holding this camera, getting paid these money or getting paid this money or getting trusted by these clients or friends to capture this important moment? So whether it's a wedding uh, or whether it's, you know, an album cover photo shoot or whether it's portraits of a newborn baby um, or someone's family dog, um, I think that a lot of our students have probably felt those feelings of, you know, feeling like, feeling like you're faking it, feeling like you're going to be discovered as an imposter. Have you ever felt like that? Basically, every time I grab a camera, especially after like a break, like where I work is very seasonal. So mm -hmm. my first couple gigs when the weather warms up, I'm like, whew, what am I doing? Slash, should I really take this six grand from these people to not really know what I'm doing anymore? But it's one of those things, yeah, I struggle with that a lot in the beginning. And every now and then when I get a really important call or a big photo shoot, I'm like, ugh, out of everybody they could have picked, they picked me. Now I have to almost act like I'm who I say I am instead of me just being that person. Yeah. One of our uh, live listeners, Laura Brandt, said exactly how, how I feel as a newbie. Totally get that. Um, totally get that. I think, I think that you're not alone. I think, Laura, that we've all felt like that. And I think, I think it's one of the things that we should talk about. And I think it's one of those faux pas that where a lot of photographers think that they can't say that because almost like they're admitting that they're, that they, that they aren't a photographer, you know? So today we're talking about when can you call yourself a photographer um, and kind of helping you hopefully feel a little bit less lonely about the fact that you may feel like an imposter sometimes. Because the truth is, is that most photographers out there aren't going through some accreditation program, you know, where they're, they're not necessarily getting, I mean, sometimes people get a degree in photography, but to, quite frankly, no offense to anyone, but a lot of times you get a degree in photography like Rich Coleman, right? Is like, that was like your degree or your minor was in photography? Well, I dropped out as a senior in college, but yes. Oh, you didn't finish. Okay. All right. Sorry. I, man, I wouldn't have hired you if I had I try. I always graduate. try to finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I never went to college. The only, the only credit, the college course credit that I have are like my AP classes in high school. So I, I, know, I didn't do it, you know, but I think Hashtag I, smart kid. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Um, but my, uh, you know, there's not really a thing where it's like, you know, so to be a doctor, for instance, you're going to go through, you know, high school and you're going to stress all, all school, you know, you're going to go through all your primary school levels and you're going to stress out and you're going to try to get good grades so you can get into a, a good college. You know, you're gonna have to do undergraduate studies. Um, you're going to have to get your, you know, your, you know, four year degree, and then you're going to have to apply to get into like a medical program, you know, probably at a different university or institute. And then at that point, if you get accepted, you're going to go through uh, what I believe is at least another four years of graduate school, you know, going to, to be a doctor. Then after that, and I'm probably simplifying this, but then after that, you have to do your residency for at least a year. Um, and sometimes there's, there's other complications and other levels and other certifications or specialties that you need to go. Um, I mean, my brother, um, Michael, who's a doctor now went through at least an extra nine years of school before he could even like start practicing. I'm talking about nine years after they 
went, you know, after he finished high school. And, and I'm probably simplifying it. I think it's even more than that. Like I said, I didn't go to college, so I'm probably dumbing it down even more. The point is, is it's like once you go through those extra nine years of school and then you go and you do your, your uh, residency for a year or two or whatever long that residency is, at that point, you've done all this specific training on you know, trying to learn your craft or your specialty, your career, and, um, and then you've actually studied and apprenticed under other people. And then I'm sure there's some doctors still at that point after they're in school for 20 years, 21 years at minimum at that point, they probably still feel like a fake sometimes. So if a doctor can go through 21 years of school at minimum to practice medical uh, medicine and still potentially feel like they don't fully know what they are doing yet, right? Because, you know, new photographers are still, new doctors are still new, right? Um, If they can go through all that schooling and still probably feel like a little bit of a fake, like they don't know everything, and clearly they don't at that point because they're still newbies in their career, even if they're like 32 and have been in school since they were five, you know? Um, Then why wouldn't photographers feel like a fake or feel maybe less confident if they've only been practicing it for a few months. Now, I know that there's life and death at life and death at risk with you know, medicine or being a doctor, but arguably there's life and, and death at risk as a photographer. And what I mean by that is you are being entrusted to capture these moments, these stories for people's freaking lives capturing their wedding day, which hopefully will never happen again. I can't tell you how many times where I've had brides call me up in tears and being like, thank you so much for capturing this moment of my grandmother, Sue. She passed away a couple months after, and I will treasure this photo of me in my wedding dress with my grandma, or that moment where the last time my grandma and my grandpa danced together on the dance floor, you know? You are being entrusted with life or death. So it is healthy. It is good for you to feel that pressure, for you to feel like a fake sometimes and wonder if you have what it takes. Now, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to say like, I get it. It's a good thing you feel that. I hope my doctor feels like that when he starts out because that pressure, that feeling will drive you to become even better at your craft and realize that the stakes are high. So arguably, you have, as a photographer, whether you're photographing just for you or whether you're photographing just for, um, you know, f- for clients, right? Whether you're photographing just your story, you have a responsibility to capture your story because your story, your client's stories, our stories collectively are important and they should be preserved and they should be remembered. And if you're getting paid for client work, like I hope you take your craft seriously. I hope that you spend a decade learning how to perfect your craft. Are you gonna be a world-class photographer within a couple months of starting out? No. Were you, Rich? 
you're a world-class photographer in my opinion now, but were you within a couple days or a couple months of starting no. out right after you got your camera? No, I, I, I explain it to people like, let's say you all of a sudden one day decide you're a guitar player. You're not just going to pick up that guitar and rip it and be great. It's going to take 20 minutes a day of practice and you're going to suck for a year. You're going to be awful at it for a year before you even show signs of being good. And photography is a lot like the same. You have to build up those calluses on your fingers. You have to, you have to put the work in to get the work out of it because photography is an art still. And we talked about that a little bit last week. And if I can dive into a quick little segment of a story, when I asked my father-in-law to marry my wife, I actually had the ring. I got down on one knee and put it on his finger and said, Tom, can I marry your daughter? And he was like super nervous and was like, yes. And kind of was in shock a little bit. Like my daughter's making the biggest mistake of her life. Um, just kidding. But right away, her mother sat me on the bed, like the most serious she's ever talked to me and said, Rich, what are you going to do to take care of my daughter? And at this point, I was in college, and I'd shot a couple weddings a year, making great money, I thought, at the time. And I said, Sandra, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. And she looked right back at me and said, great, but what are you going to do for money? <laughs> Sorry. And that is a true story. It's oh. like, I, I love throwing that in her face these days. But it's one of those <laughs> things that when you tell people you're an artist, like when can you call yourself a photographer, people still don't respect art a lot. Like if you go to a corporate business meeting and you say you're a photographer or a graphic designer, they're like, oh, you know, so there's like this weird kind of like stigma as a photographer. So there's kind of like two sides to that story, which I always thought is kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But what are you going to do for money? <laughs> what are you going to do for money, Rich? I'll just work for David. Boom. <laughs> Done. Hmm. So, so many of us have felt like, and I, I'm reading these comments from our live viewers at the moment, live listeners, and so many of us have felt like a fake, like a fraud at different times. And, um, and, and the reality is, is that um, I think that I can confidently say, as a photographer, I do not feel like a fraud anymore, all right? Um, at this moment, 35 years old, I've been shooting professionally for over 15 years. Maybe 15 years ago is when I was trying to be a professional. Um, and arguably for like 17 years. But it takes time to build this confidence, to build up this, you know, this, uh, this trust in yourself that you can achieve the results that you intend to achieve and even better. It takes time, it takes practice, it takes patience with yourself. It takes victories. It takes a series of victories to be able to gain that confidence, um, to be able to you know, feel confident in calling yourself a photographer, okay? So do we need to wait for 17 years in a professional career um, and have you know, a bunch of accolades and a bunch of wins under our belt before we can call ourselves a photographer. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's one of those things where confidence comes with the game, you know, that like that's mm -hmm. part of it. If you go into a shoot not confident, your work's going to represent that. 
I think. If you go into a shoot thinking, this is going to suck, I think your pictures are going to come out kind of sucky. Mm. So, And that's something yeah. you taught me a long time ago, kind of like as a slap in the face that I'll never forget. But Left I feel hand like or right hand slap? Into, which, yeah. uh, which are your right handed, so it was okay, the back sweet. of your right hand. Right, so right, right. It was good. Okay. Um, and, I, and I'm really excited, too, because like in a little bit, we're going to get to dive into your story and that... Mm. Like if you haven't shared this video yet, share it now because like that, this is like the real David Molnar and like Ooh, my yeah, friend we're... David Molnar. And I get really excited like when you tell the story. Like I get, I'm like a little kid who's looked up to you, and I still am. So oh. I get super pumped. Well, yeah, I'm gonna share a story, but in just a second before I do that, yeah, let's let's um we're gonna do a giveaway today on this on to one of you of our live listeners. And uh, we're going to be giving away this brand new amazing backpack that Rich has right there. <laughs> You're going to get this one. I will put it back in the plastic. I, I heard Rich is going to take a selfie and put it in there. So hopefully it's not too, it's not anything. Risque. Risque, you know. Um, but we're going to be giving away this backpack, which is an amazing backpack. Yeah, B&H B &H actually sent it to me to try out another one. And uh, I was like, send me another one to give away. So this is a really great like travel backpack. It can mm -hmm. hold like two bodies and three lenses. It's got a bunch of compartments, super durable. This is a great backpack. Two bodies. That's our free giveaway. You're gonna get this one. Yeah, You're so get this exact backpack. Rich is <laughs> Rich is literally gonna send it to one of you. So uh, all you have to do to register to uh, to to be eligible for that giveaway is just share this video, share this live Facebook video, and we're gonna just randomly pick one of y'all who share it um, to be able, like, we'll, we'll pick one of y'all who share it randomly and we'll give y'all the backpack. So share that, share that stuff. Um, you, when you said a second ago, when you were like, uh, it fits two bodies, I was thinking about there's a moment where I, um, I was getting on a plane to fly somewhere. I don't remember, I was probably flying to do a photo shoot gig and I got a, I got a text on my phone from a random number that said, I just buried the body now what do I do? And I'm like, the, the, the timing was crazy because we're literally like, like I just sat down on a plane and I'm about to go. And then all of a sudden they texted me a second text back and they said, oops, ignore this text. And I was like, <laughs> I am now witness to whoever this number is, like a murder, you know? And I immediately, like I'm not really a paranoid point, paranoid person but I like I went there and I was kind of like oh my gosh what what like are they gonna now track down my phone number somehow are they going which is you know no just kidding I'm not gonna say my number right here <laughs> you broke uh, your phone you like broke <laughs> yeah I was like <laughs> but I was like about to take off and I'm like I need to report this to the authorities like oh my gosh like someone just murdered some like so it's kind of David Bonar is leaving the country it's probably funny like they, they track your phone and you're like in the air they're like yeah uh, yeah this, guy, this guy's fleeing the country as the murderer <laughs> Wait, why didn't he put his phone on airplane mode? What a what a horrible person! He's you know he, you know he's pri he's privy to these details of this murder. Blah blah blah. Um, no, but I, I'm sure it was a prank text. But I you just don't know at that moment. You're just kind of thinking, oh my gosh, like is this is this one of those things where I just someone accidentally texted me information about you know like a cover up, and I was like, oh my gosh. So I was kind of freaking out. But I I'm pretty I never got to the bottom of it. But I I'm pretty sure it was just like a high school kid pranking or sending a random but it was a good prank so this backpack <laughs> this backpack you kidding. can you can hide the bodies in that's what you said there we go wow there, there full circle oh, that was For, the round full circle that, that was the full the full circle yep speaking of full circle tomorrow tomorrow 
a reflector set to give away. Ooh. We're all set and reflecting on that. So that that's amazing. Boom. Awesome. Full, full circle. It's a shape of a circle. I tried. So we're going to be giving away this backpack uh, at the end at the end of this live recording of the podcast to one of you guys who shared this Facebook live video, live recording of this podcast. So sweet, awesome. Lots of you guys are saying you shared, so that's amazing. So I want to talk about. So Rich, we have been talking about what, um, when can you call yourself a photographer, and just that feeling that probably all of us, if you haven't felt this, then y'all are lying. Awesome. <laughs> You're yeah. lying. Um, you know, all of us have felt like an imposter, like a fake at certain times. And so, um, a couple things I'm going to, I'm going to bring this, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story and I'm going to bring it around to some, some kind of points, but I'll kind of give you a little hint. Like how can you stop feeling like an imposter? How can you stop feeling like a fake as a photographer? And some things I want you to kind of watch out for is, you know, one of the things that Rich said a few minutes ago is like, you have to feel confident going into a shoot, okay? Otherwise, if you don't feel confident, there's a really good chance that you are not going to take good photos because you don't believe in yourself. Now, I'm not trying to get wishy-washy or all sorts of like, you know, stuff, but the, the, the reality is, is that you have to feel confident going into shoot in order to like believe enough in yourself to actually achieve what you're trying to achieve. So how, do you, how can you gain confidence when you haven't done a big shoot, when you don't have lots of experience. Now, arguably, the best way that you can gain confidence is by practicing and learning how to master your camera settings and learning from mentors who can show you the way. Okay, so the way that you gain confidence is by developing your skill and then practicing those skills. And when I was starting out and when Rich was starting out, I wish so desperately that I had had mentors like Rich Coleman, uh, you know, like myself that could kind of clear away the clutter of all sorts of things and help you focus and learn the things that you actually want to learn and answer your questions pointedly, direct, directly, and with expert advice. I wish so desperately that I had had that when I was starting out. Do you guys wish that y'all had that when you're starting out? I would have cried a lot less in my professional career. <laughs> I, would have, I would have too. But it would help you yeah. gain confidence faster. It would help you, you know, improve um, exponentially as opposed to slowly with trial and error like, like I did. Like it would help that learning curve like increase exponentially. So the reality is, is that's the way that I always felt. And I, I remember thinking like, this is why I wanna teach photography. I wanna teach photography so that I can help people avoid those frustrations and those years and years of trial and error that, that I experienced, that you experienced, Rich, that so many of our, um, our tribe members have experienced um, frustrated just trying to get a specific piece of advice or trying to learn what settings they should start at for this shoot that's coming up. Right. Well, this is exactly why I started teaching photography, and you know, even beyond that, that's why I founded um, our amazing membership community that's called the Photo Mentorship. And the Photo Mentorship is where it takes all those things that I wish that I had had so desperately when I was starting out, and then it makes it accessible to aspiring photographers and new photographers, and even you know, uh, semi-pro or pro photographers as well, because inside the Photo Mentorship we have all of your questions answered 
um, from a photography expert like me or Rich or our other experts that we have you know, on our team uh, who are professional photographers that are lending their time uh, to be able to answer questions. And we also make world-class educational content and tutorials for photographers um, and all of those resources are available so, so that you can stream unlimited access to all of our courses. So you're wondering, how do I gain confidence as a photographer? How do I feel confident? How do I gain that experience? How do I not feel like a fake? And step number one is learning how to master your craft of photography. And when you feel confident that you can take the exact images that you see in your head, when you feel confident that you can pose your subjects naturally and organically so that you're going to pose them in flattering angles and always take amazing pictures every single time because you feel confident that you're going to get the lighting just right. You feel confident that any things that aren't perfect in the camera that you can edit to perfect and finish recreating that emotion. When you feel confident in your craft, that's when you start really practicing and really becoming an amazing world-class photographer. When you feel confident, when you practice, when you get those wins under your belt because you have mastered your craft or you are in the process of mastering your camera and editing and posing and lighting and composition, that's when you start gaining that confidence and you don't feel like a fake any longer. Or I should say those feelings diminish over time. Okay. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like a, it's like a synergy too. It's kind of like once you get in there and all the things are firing, everything is just happening. And it's because it's so seamless because of the practice, because of the education, hmm. when things start clicking, you kind of, you're like, just like energized in that moment. And like, for me, that gives me life. Like hmm. at a wedding, when things are falling apart, that's when I thrive. I kind of like, the, chaos the intensity, yeah, the chaos. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like when you're in a band. You, like, I'm, I'm a musician in a former life. All of a sudden, there's this moment when you're playing in a band where everything clicks and sounds perfect, and mm. you're no longer trying. Mm. It's just you guys have arrived at this level, and it's like, clicking. That's when you're. That's when you're a band. Like, boom. It's it's just like a really cool. Like, even talking about it gets me like pumped. Yeah, it gets me fired like, up. A, oh man, and that honestly. The only reason I joined the David Molnar team is the photo mentorship. I love helping people not lose an entire wedding like I did 10 mm. years ago. Like mm. helping people not make the same mistakes I have made is huge because it's like people that are going through something and they're afraid to get therapy. Like, no, like I'm in therapy and it's great. Let me help save your life. Right. That's how the photo mentorship is mm. for the students. I love helping them out every day. I love that Crystal answers their question every day eight seconds. You know, I love that these people are getting real professional answers from real professional photographers. It's just such a great group. And that's, I like you, but I joined for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that, that, I, I love hearing you say that because, you know, that's practice and mastering your camera and getting your questions answered in real time is so crucial and so amazing for gaining that confidence you know, and, and, and clarity so that you can learn to perfect and master your craft. So anyways, we have this amazing membership community. It's called The Photo Mentorship. You can check it out at thephotomentorship.com. 
And, um, and then you can, you know, join us there. You can stream unlimited access to all of our photography courses that me and Rich and Brandon and Mary and Crystal and, um, and Kevin Garden and some other of, of our mentors, all the courses that we make are all streaming. Like you can, you can stream unlimited, unlimited access to all of those courses and you can get your questions answered by me, Rich, or our other professional mentors that are inside of our group. So it's really, truly amazing. So step one really to gain confidence and not feel like a fake is learning how to master your craft, master your camera. Okay. And, um, and then step two is learning how to edit, to recreate the feelings that you felt when you were viewing a scene with your own eyes. So whether it's portraits of your dog or your granddaughter, or whether it's a stunning landscape that you want to be able to share with loved ones or friends or fans or followers. Okay, it's learning how to edit to recreate that emotion. And arguably it's step zero, but we'll call it step three right now. It's learning how to see like a photographer. It's learning how to interpret what is gonna look good. It's learning what elements of the story should I focus, pun always intended, should I focus on? Which things should I crop out? Should I exclude? What what details are not important to the story? And how do I frame this? How do I compose this? What lenses should I use? What uh, exposure techniques and composition, what things should I use so that I can craft this story, this image in a wonderful way that's really aesthetically pleasing to the eye and clearly communicates the emotions in the story that I'm trying to create, okay? So there's three parts to becoming a really world-class amazing photographer. Um, arguably learning to see is, let's, we'll call that number one, learning to see like a photographer. Then step two is learning how to master your camera and actually take full manual control of all of the settings on your camera and be a being able to accurately and adequately and instantly achieve the results that you see in your head instead of let your camera guessing for you. Because like many of my students know, I always say auto mode is the devil. All right, auto is the devil. I'm gonna make a t-shirt that says auto is the devil. Um, get on that, Rich. <laughs> but, uh, okay. but yeah. Autumn, autumn is the devil. Got no, it. auto. <laughs> oh. Auto is I'm the devil. I'm just kidding. I love you, Autumn. You're my favorite. Yeah, we love Autumn. Um, and so step two is learning how to master your camera, okay? And getting off of auto mode because it is the devil. It's the worst, all right? And then step you're, three. You're smart. You're smarter than your camera. Way like, smarter your than your camera. Your camera's smart. But your camera doesn't know what your mind wants. You right. know what you want. Tell your camera who's boss. Tell your, show your camera who's boss. And then step three is learning how to edit to recreate those feelings that you experienced when you were experiencing that scene with your own eyes. And there's so many other levels of complexity like posing and high level editing techniques and business stuff and things that we talk about inside the photo mentorship. But those first three steps are so crucial for gaining confidence to be able to you know, confidently say that you are a photographer and to be able to um, go and adequately and professionally photograph, you know, shoots and create professional quality images. But before that, uh, before all of this, before I was your photography mentor, before we created our amazing membership program, the Photo Mentorship, before um, really Rich and I were, were good friends, you know, this is, you know, we're talking about 15, 16 years ago. I want to tell you all a story of when I was not confident. I want to tell you a story of when I did not feel like a photographer. I want to tell you a story about when I was 18 years old. I think I was 19. When I was 19 years old, 
before David Molnar wore blue V-necks every single day. All right. I was a, I was a little surfer boy grew up in uh, a different beach town than I live in now. Actually where Rich Coleman lives on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And you can tell from my tan. Yeah. You need to get more of a tan brother. Love you, man, but go get a tan. And um, I had a favorite band. Does anyone here have a favorite band? A band that just speaks to you, that connects to you? A band that that the lyrics are more than just words on a piece of paper or notes in a song. Um, you know, I had a band that really spoke to me at this transitional part. This, uh, you know, this really transitional part of my life. All right, and um, and. Uh, and this band meant meant so much to me at the time. And I wanted to photograph them, all right? Like, I just thought, like, man, how cool would that be to photograph my favorite band, all right? And, you know, I don't care at this point. Like, I'm, I'm starting to fall in love with photography. I'm, I'm okay. I have at this point in my career, in my story, I didn't have a career. At this point in my story, I did learn how to shoot in manual mode. I may not have mastered it yet at this point, but I was shooting in manual mode. So I started to gain some confidence that I could shoot, um, you know, semi-professional quality images in any scenario. Did I know the things that I know now? Did I know my lighting formulas? Did I know the five-step editing recipe? Did I know things about posing? Did I know things about composition? No, but I did know how to shoot in manual mode, at least to a certain extent. So I started gaining some confidence. So I just wanna preface it with, with that. I wasn't just shooting in that green devil mode called auto. I wasn't doing this at this point. I was 19 years old and I had been shooting in manual for a little bit. I wanted to photograph my favorite band, okay? And I remember, and I was, I was volunteering for this nonprofit organization. I was this intern, it was a Christian organization, and we committed to not dating for that year, not um, listening to uh, secular music that wasn't produced by, you know, Christian, in the Christian music industry. It's kind of funny, um, because how do you, anyways. And then we were also like committing to not watching rated R movies and stuff like that, okay? So there was a year of my life where I went to this like Bible school and volunteered at this nonprofit, and I was... Uh, you know, committed to like not dating for the year. So I just want to kind of like, there's, there's a reason why I'm telling that part of the story. So I'm here and this event puts on this, this nonprofit puts on big events for students and, um, and they have bands and speakers that come to their events. And I started getting the opportunity to photograph those bands um, at the events. And what happened is like some of the bands that were maybe lesser known would start, started to use my photos. And I was like, wow, this is, this is like really neat because the organization, I like happened to like borrow one of their cameras and take some photos and kept on practicing. And guess what? As I kept on practicing, I started gaining more and more confidence. Now I did not have a lot of confidence, but when you start getting a couple of wins under your belt, Okay. When you start having some little bits of success, when you start photographing your kid and then you start, you know, getting some good photos and you're getting some, some likes or shares in our Facebook group or whatever it is, um, you, it starts to encourage you and you start feeling like less and less of a, of a fraud or a fake. You start feeling like maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do this full time. All right. So confidence building is a slow going process. And I know it's easier for some people than others, but for me, I started getting a little bit of a, a little bit of encouragement. All right. And I thought at this point, man, I want to photograph my favorite band. I've never gotten paid a dime for photography at this point in my life. Right. I'm 19 years old. have never gotten paid a dime. I am paying 
this organization, this is a great business model, I'm paying for this organization to intern for them and to work for them full time. How crazy is that? Like that's mind blowing to me, all right? I'm paying to intern, <laughs> crazy. Anyways, so I'm certainly not getting paid, all right? But I'm gaining some confidence, I'm getting some experience, and I wanted to photograph my favorite band. And I was asking like, okay, does anyone, any of my friends, any of my contacts, does anyone have any access um, anyone know anyone in this favor, in this band of mine? I really just want to photograph them. I want to give them the photos. It's like a bucket list item for me. I just want to photograph them, all right? I don't even know why I had enough confidence to even start asking that thing, but I kept on getting shut down. People were like, no, we don't have any confidence. That's a big band. Like, there's no way. You're just a 19-year-old kid. You can't do this. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I, I like, I, I don't know. I guess my parents told me when I was a kid that I could be anything or do anything that I set my heart to. Um, and and I, I somehow foolishly believed them. And look where we are today. But anyways, I, I didn't have that confidence yet. I just was like, I'm going to do this anyway. All right? But I, I didn't feel like a real photographer. I just felt like I want to try this. There's no like, there's no real like, there's no real gravity to the situation. Like there's, the stakes aren't that high. Like if I mess up the photo shoot, of a band doing a show, they're gonna do the show anyway. It's not like they're paying me, so I just wanna do this because I think it would be fun. So there was this moment where one of my friends um, uh, introduced me to her boss, and there was this funny moment where there was this really long hallway, like really long hallway, no doors on it, and if you're on one end of the hallway and you're walking to the other end, it's like this long, awkward time where if you see someone at the other end, you could like, say hi, but they might not hear you because it's so far, so you'd have to scream, which is really awkward. And when you don't know someone, it's not, you're not like on the other end of this like 200 foot hallway and saying like, hey, how's it? Like it's just an awkward thing, right? But one of, I saw one of my friends and she was with her boss and her boss was gorgeous. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I had heard about her that she was this older staff member, et cetera. And then we like had this really awkward long time where we're walking down the hallway. Now this is the girl, you know, this is like my, the high school me nerding out for a second. This is the girl that you're like, you know, the girl or the boy, whatever your preference is, right? Um, who's like the most pretty girl in school, okay? To where you're like, you're nervous to talk to him, the, the most pretty guy in school, whatever it is. And, um, and, and so I'm like, I actually started like getting a little bit nervous. And my friend um, introduced me to her boss like real casually. And then her boss was like, uh, was kind of like, oh, hey, and she was like stressed, so she like kept on walking. Not not rude, but just kind of like, hi, nice to meet you, and then kept on walking, like no big deal. Well, I remember like, wow, that girl's gorgeous. So when I was asking people, like, does anyone have any contacts, my friend was like, hey, remember my boss that you met for like two seconds, like in the hallway? She knows the band. And I was like, is there anyone else we can ask? Because she's like this pretty girl. I'm like too nervous to talk to her, and you know, I'm like, I don't want to bug her or annoy her annoy her. I'm not a real photographer anyway. So she's going to, she's definitely going to notice I'm a fraud. And by the way, I'm hearing stories like, Hey, all of these, you know, kind of famous bands, at least famous to me at the time, like these guys are trying to date her and she's turning the lead singers down. You know, these are the stories I'm hearing about in this girl. And I'm like, uh, like don't bug her. Like she's clearly, she's legit. She's clearly going to know that I'm not a real photographer. So don't even ask her. But but I didn't have any other options. And I was like, and I committed, I promised myself I was gonna do this, okay? So my friend was like, I'm gonna ask her anyway. So she did, and I was like kind of scared, like nervous, you know, and so she asked her, and for whatever reason, um, my, my, friend, my friend's name was Lacey. Her boss 
um, somehow by the goodness in her heart agreed to connect me with my favorite band and ask them if it would be okay if I, you know, drove like six or seven hours away, uh, <laughs> to go photograph one of their shows for them. And if they could get me a ticket and all that stuff. And the band came back and said, sure. And I was, I, I mean, I'm this 19 year old kids and kid and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that, you know, but I was being persistent. Okay. And this was one of those things where I was determined, even though I was freaking scared. Okay. I was scared to talk to this beautiful girl. I was scared that people were going to think that I was going to fake, be a fake. And, and granted, I did not have the experience that I have now. I was a 19 year old kid and I was just learning how to shoot my camera in manual mode, but I was determined to learn. I was determined to achieve my dreams of photographing my favorite band. So I was persistent and I kept it on going. Okay. So then the band agreed and I'm like, crap, like, oh, you know, and I, by the way, I had a really, really crappy camera uh, at the time. It was a Canon Tendi, which was amazing at the time. The organization bought it for me and I had a nifty 50 lens, this $125 lens. This is what I used to photograph that band. Okay. This $125 lens, the nifty 51.8 lens. And I go and I drive eight hours. My car almost breaks down, but I'm like, I don't care if the car breaks down. I'm going to hitchhike. I'm going to get there, whatever it takes. Okay. Because I want to achieve this dream of photographing my favorite band. And I just want to give them the photos and like, dear Jesus, will they please just use them? And if, if they don't, then at least I got to do it. And it was fun. So I get to the show. Okay. And I have my friend, my friend, Lacey, her boss, the one that's beautiful that I'm scared to talk to. Right. I have her phone number. Cause Lacey said, call her if anything goes wrong. But I'm like, gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to bug her. She's like this big deal. So I get there and my name is not on the list. Like it's supposed to be. I'm like, I just drive six or seven hours. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm broke. And I really want to do this thing. I've gotten this far and my name is not on the list. The band probably saw my website, which was pitiful, and realized this guy is not a real photographer. How many of you guys have felt like that to where you're like, I'm going to be discovered that I'm not a real photographer, right? Rich is saying, yes, you felt like that before. And these are the things that are going through my mind like, oh, crap. Like, I bet, I bet my friend's boss like, had second thoughts and said, actually, don't let this guy in. He's not legit, you know? Or the band somehow saw my stuff or the management company and was like, this, this, this is a waste of our time, Okay. These are all the things that are going through your mind, you know? And I also think like, yeah, you're probably like, it was almost a relief that my name wasn't on the list because I was like, well, cool. At least now I can't screw it up. At least now I like don't have to have the pressure of like performing and, you know, like trying to, trying to do a good job of this thing. But I was like, no, I have made it this far against all odds. I have somehow made contact with someone who knows the band and like they were supposed to get me on the list. My name is not on the list, but Let's see if we can still do it. So I'm going to kick down this door if this door is locked. So I call my friend's boss, like shaking, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm so, so, so sorry to bother you. I have my like Nokia T9 flip phone or something at the time. Actually, I think it was a block phone. And, uh, and, and I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but my name's not on the list and blah, blah, blah. And granted, I am feeling so insecure. I'm like shaking with like, you know, Excite, I don't want to say excitement, but nervousness. Even just to talk to this beautiful girl, as silly as it sounds, okay? But then you combine that with the fact that I literally just drove six or seven hours, I'm exhausted, and the anticipation build up for the month or so that I had this arrangement worked out to go photograph my favorite band. I'm like, there's just like all the nerves. All the nerves are going, and I have all these demons inside my head saying like, 
that's right, David, you're not a real photographer. How dare you want to do this? How dare you presume that you should have this opportunity to photograph this world-class band? How dare you think that you are good enough to do this thing? It almost brings tears to my eyes because like, this is the things that I was feeling inside my soul that I am an inadequate, that I am not a real photographer, that I'm a fake, that I, there's no way that I could ever achieve this thing. There's no way that I should be the one that's able to do this incredible opportunity, okay? But on the phone, she was like, hey, listen, it's no problem. You're not bugging me. I'm like, okay, okay. And, and she was like, here's the thing. Sometimes your name isn't at will call in the front. Sometimes your name is on the list in the back. And I got you backstage tickets. I'm like, really? Or she's like, well, in theory, I don't know. I mean, I just, the band said that we'll take care of it. I was like, okay. So she's like, so here's what you do. You stay on the phone and just, she's like, listen to me. Like if she was there, she probably would have grabbed my face and looked and said like, look me in the eyes, listen to me. Act confident for a couple seconds. <laughs> like pretend like you know what you're doing. She's like, because the confidence, even when you don't know where it's coming from, that will set people at ease that will make it feel like to you and to the other people that you are supposed to be there, okay? So stay on the phone with me, act confident, put your shoulders back, stand up straight, and walk to the, around the stage and walk to that back door. And when you see that security guard, here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk up to them and tell them your name and tell them that you're the photographer. And I'm like panicking because I'm like, but I'm not really a photographer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm just pretending to do this. Like I shouldn't even have this opportunity. I don't even know why I'm here. How many of you guys feel like, why am I here? Why do I have this opportunity? Whatever the opportunity is, right? To photograph this wedding, to photograph this person's special announcement, to, to just be able to be at this place documenting this natural beauty that God has placed us here on this earth to observe. I felt like, I can't say that. I can't say that I am a photographer because that's a lie. It's not the truth. I'm not really a photographer. I just am a kid with a camera. And she's like, listen to me. You need to act confident and walk up to that security guard. Tell them your name and tell them that you're a photographer. And I'm like panicking. So I start walking. And it is a freaking you know, eternity. And I'm walking up to that security guard and each step feels like a thousand years. And I'm like, this is one of those moments that I've been dreading my whole life. I'm going to be discovered right now as a fake. The security guard is going to laugh at me. The band has told them, do not let that idiot in. Like, I just, this is all the things that I'm feeling. All the insecurities are building up, bubbling over, boiling to this point, this 19-year-old kid with a camera is experiencing. And I walk up to them. And I'm feeling like such a fraud. How dare I be here? How dare I even presume to utter the words and the phrase that I am a photographer, I'm a fake. And so I walk up slowly, still on the phone with this beautiful girl that I'm scared to talk to anyway. And, and I walk up and I say, hey, I'm David Molnar, I'm the photographer. And the security guard goes like this, holds his arm out and ushers me right in. I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh. And he just sends, he just takes me right up the stairs 
into the band's dressing room. And I'm like freaking out. And then the lead singer of my favorite band in the world that means so much to me, that's like lyrics that have never spoken, no band's lyrics have ever spoken to me the same way that this band has. And I get ushered into this room and the, the band comes in and they introduce themselves and they're just wonderful, genuine, wonderful people. And I'm like freaking out. And, uh, and then I get to go, you know, I'm backstage at this point. I get to photograph the show. I freaking shoot my heart out in my camera with my, you know, cheap camera and my $100 lens that I bought from B&H, literally 17 years ago. And we took photos that the band loved. And I was like, you guys can have this photos. Like, I don't need anything from it. Like, it's okay, you know? And they're like, no, we, we want to pay you. And guess what happened? They put that photo on their world tour t-shirt. They put that photo on their next CD album and they paid me $400. I'm like crying. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, they let me in. They let me photograph it. They let me photograph them. They let me like, and they're, they love the photos. Like my favorite band in the whole world, like loves these photos. And I, I just, I thought I was a fake and blah, blah, blah. But I pushed through and, and then they're like, and they wanted to pay me. I'm rich. You know, like, oh my gosh, I have $400. You know, not rich Coleman, but I was, I felt like I was rich. I literally, it was the first time I ever got paid in my life. Okay. And, um, and, and then what happened, what went on to happen is, you know, by the way, would y'all like to know which, which band that was? Um, <laughs> uh, it's actually, so I don't have the, the t-shirt here, but it's uh, right here. This is the Mission Impossible segment. I'm going, I'm going to like my shelf of like, you know, some old, you know, old stuff up here. Um, the band was a band called Switchfoot. Okay, this is my favorite band in the entire world. Wonderful human beings. I'm not like dear friends with them at this point in life, but when I was a uh, when when I was a 19 year old kid, they were gracious enough to do it. And then they let me. Let me see if I can pull it. They let me uh, photograph them, and then I got to take this photo, which in retrospect isn't even that amazing of a photo. But here's the photo, right there that I photographed, and it was of them rocking out, and they loved it. You know, this is a 19 year old kid shooting with a 50 millimeter lens, and they loved it. They put that photo on the beautiful letdown world tour t-shirt, um, like big. And then they, they put it on their next CD and they applauded me by saying like, we'll even pay you. And I was like, you don't need to. And they're like, yeah, no, we'll do it. It's fine. Um, and then guess what else happened? That pretty girl that I was talking to on the phone, that girl is my wife now. What? Yeah. That's my wife, Tammy at this point. Hashtag hot Tammy. <laughs> Hashtag hot Tammy. Right. So what happened is, is there were some pivotal moments that happened in this story, okay? Number one, I did the base work, okay, to learn how to master my camera. And it took me years at that point, you know, to, I, I, was, I was working on that for a while. And I wasn't really even that good. But I had enough confidence to where I felt like I could shoot in different lighting scenarios, okay? And then... I had to have enough confidence in myself to just even start pursuing my dream, okay? And then when I had all this resistance for that dream, I had to keep on pushing through, okay? Feeling like a fake over and over and over again, feeling like a failure over and over and over again, and then even getting to the point of like all my dreams were supposed to be coming through, and then my name was not on the list, okay? 
I felt like that was just a big slap in the face of like, you are not a real photographer. How dare you like presume to do this, pursue this audacious dream. You're a 19 year old kid with a camera. But I had someone that spoke to me at this point and said, listen, stand up tall, hold your shoulders straight, act confident and walk up to that security guard and tell them your name and that you are a photographer. And dang it, that's what I did. And I don't think I would be the photographer I, what I am today if I didn't pursue that moment and announce before I was freaking ready and say that I am a photographer. The photographer. All right, so when, so when the photographer, right? I, I am a photographer, I am the photographer, right? When can you call yourself a photographer? When you say you can, all right? You can call yourself a photographer right now. You just have to have the guts to say, I am gonna pursue this. I am gonna be an amazing photographer. I may not be there yet. Lord knows I was not there yet, okay? I was not really that great at this moment. But I had been practicing. I had been mastering my craft, okay? I had been working on it. And I decided against all odds to push through those feelings of like I was a fake, like I was a fraud, and take a leap of faith and call myself a photographer. And when you do that, when you cross that threshold and say, I am a photographer, you're not saying, I am not, let me be clear, you're not saying I am the world's best photographer, I am the most amazing professional photographer in the area. I'm not talking about some false claim that you really should not be making, but when you say I am a photographer, that will put a certain level of confidence on you and give you the freedom to freaking pursue your dream of your photography, whatever your photography dream is, okay? So start learning your craft. Decide to push through the resistance that is coming at you from all angles and call yourself a photographer. And when you do that, miraculous things can and I guarantee you will happen. So you are a photographer. You need to just start acting like it. Yeah, you have to believe in yourself before anybody else can believe in you. Before that wedding planner can believe in you, before your husband or wife can believe in you, you have to believe in yourself. That's like mm -hmm. such a huge part of your story. Like it almost took that aha moment for you to believe in yourself before it did. any students would listen to you, before any bands would take you seriously. You you have to believe in yourself before you, anybody can believe in you. That's right. And it's hard, but here's the truth. I believe in you. And if some 19 year old kid with a camera who did not go to college, who is practically a surfer bum, who was, had never made a dime from photography can do this, then so can you. Now I know the $400 I made from this specific event is not going to like set me up for the rest of my life, but let me tell you something. It gave me a confidence. It was a small victory, a big victory, but it gave me the confidence to, to say, I can do this. I may not be there yet. I have a crap ton to learn. There's a long road ahead of me, but I am a photographer. And I'm going to do everything in my power to become a world-class photographer. Boom. I believe in you. Even if you, don't, even, even if you don't believe in you. 
that, yeah. that's another thing about the photo mentorship. I love like watching our students put up a picture and they're like, I would love some constructive criticism. And I'm like, that's a great photo. Like, yeah, like I nailed it. Like, I don't even know like what else to say. Well, I love it when you they're know? like, there, there's, there's students in there. They're like timid, timid. We have a private Facebook group where we, you know, answer everyone's questions inside the photo mentorship at the photomentorship.com. And also where students can just share like victories and wins and, you know, ask for advice or feedback or whatever it is. But what's cool is they'll like post a photo and be like, is this any good? And then they'll get like hundreds of likes and comments on their photo and they're like, wow, I guess it is good. Like, so it's, it's a neat thing because it's, it's a community of photographers who are growing and learning together. And I wish so desperately that I had had the photo mentorship when I was thinking about photographing my favorite band. I wish they could have given me advice. My photos would have turned out way better. Maybe I would have made $450 instead of just $400. Yeah. But <laughs> do you remember the phone? Do you remember the phone call I made to you when I was like, Hey man, I'm shooting Switchfoot." And you were like, they like wide pictures. Don't shoot tight. They hate wide. <laughs> they hate, like, I, I remember calling you like it, maybe even a year or so after that story yeah. and being like, okay, I know they like David's work. Like, what can I do? <laughs> they didn't use any of my pictures, jerk face. So congratulations. Uh, I, I, don't know, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I remember seeing I did. I did go it. hunting with Drew from mm. the band and a, mm. a crazy weird story. But that's awesome. We're just best friends. That's all. <laughs> well, I'm not. They seem like great guys, but it's not like I've kept in touch with them. But it gave me the confidence um, to really think that, man, maybe I could do this photography thing. So I hope you guys learned something from this. I hope that you guys are inspired. I hope that you guys are fired up. And I hope that you believe that you can start calling yourself a photographer. And when you start calling yourself a photographer, something like the physiology of, of you as a human changes when you start declaring that you are something, okay? You start thinking about yourself in a different way. When you declare, I am a photographer, I believe you start really fully transitioning to who you have, who you are destined to become as a photographer. Rich? Exactly. It's like, I, I use this analogy and you might hate it, but... <laughs> yep, I hate it already. When, when, when is a fence going to hurt the most? Think about this as a man, David. Mm. When you're straddling a fence, that's when you're most likely to get hurt. Okay, all right. You are a photographer. You're not, well, Ooh. I do this. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a stay-at-home mom that watches three kids and a photographer. Boom. No, you're a photographer. Own mm. the title. Like, mm. I'm CEO. Like, you know, like, you took that $400 camera and $100 lens and probably made thousands of dollars off of that equipment. Mm. So because of the photographer in you, you were not limited by your gear. Mm. The only thing that was limiting you was, like, your knowledge, which was learning. So it's such mm -hmm. an awesome power that you can take, like even me, my wife doesn't let me buy new cameras. So I have older <laughs> cameras, but like, I'm still making a lot of money off of this, like two or $3,000 camera, which sounds like a lot, but that's what I make per shoot. So it's kind of mm -hmm. amazing that with such a low overhead, you can make such great money and own this craft. That's photography and people will pay for art if it's art. Yep. That's potent. That's beautiful. Hey, you know what I think Boom. we should do? I think we should, uh, thanks for sharing that, Rich. I think we should give away a camera bag. I think we should too, and I, 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 if I have the winner. You do, sweet, good. I do. All right. And you're going to love that, you're going to love this name. All right. Which is exciting for me. <laughs> I actually don't the know winner. who it is, so I'm curious. Give me a drum roll. Okay, drum roll. Drum roll. The and winner. The winner. Oh. <laughs> I'm just waiting okay, for you. We'll cut that part. <laughs> the winner is Anita Smith. Anita Smith. That's awesome. Congrats, Anita Smith. You have won this camera bag, and it's awesome.
I need a this bag too. You can hide lots of bodies in that. Yes. <laughs> Anita Smith, you are a photographer. You need to believe that about yourself. And use She's this watching bag. it work, by the way, which is don't, awesome. So thank you. Don't carry around extra baggage. Just carry that bag. You are a photographer. Okay. Um, Anita yeah, is my mother's picture. first name. Is that why you're saying that? Did you know that my, Anita is my mother's first name? No. I, it, it, you could just pun with it, I thought. Like, oh, I need okay. this bag. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> she really, I needed this. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. man, you're so, I'm just, I'm just so fired up about this story I just told. I'm like, I'm not thinking in puns at the moment, but hey, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all are amazing. Congrats, Anita. Um, That's awesome. I hope that's Anita camera bag that you are winning. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crystal's going to reach out, and I am physically gonna mail you this bag today or tomorrow yeah so how exciting i might put in some surprises in there mm. who knows who knows what's <laughs> gonna be in this bag <laughs> who knows who knows i do have i do have one favor to ask of okay you. go for it what we need mm. is to get this podcast to as many people as possible yes yes and one thing we can do is trick the itunes algorithm so right now, Crystal is sharing a link where you can write us a review on iTunes, and that would be epic for us just to give us a little bit more search power to help more people and give right. away free stuff every week. Yeah, we give away free stuff every week on this. So yeah, if y'all could do us a favor and just go to iTunes and, and rate us, you know, 15 stars or something like that. Yeah. Just kidding. However, however many stars Five stars where we walk. Yeah. Five stars where we walk. <laughs> Um, no, that, that would, that would be awesome. Can you please, can you please, uh, go over to iTunes and search your photography mentor or follow the link that I think we're going to be posting inside there. And can y'all please, uh, do us a favor and rate us on iTunes, hopefully a good rating. Um, yes. And, uh, and yeah, that would really just help us get the word out. Cause our goal for this podcast is to help as many people as possible and to inspire them and to share stories and to really just empower them. So we appreciate that. We love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for tuning in, giving us part of your day, whether you're listening live or listening after the fact. You're amazing. Episode three is coming at you next week. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Hey, and if you guys want help learning how to master your camera, master your craft, and gain that confidence quicker, go check out thephotomentorship.com and join us in our amazing membership community. And learn how to become an amazing photographer faster. All right, that's all I got. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Y'all are amazing. Have an awesome day. I love you. Now, are I you love, talking about, are you talking about you. me or are you talking about the students? Because I just, I love know, Anita. I just, I love Anita too. There's a couple students who love my beard that I just love back. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com.